You are listening to When Veins Meet Like Rivers. Katinik Ukizata Madawan. The podcast expanding on the meaning and behind the scenes creation of the exhibit by the same name, hosted by the plugin ICA. It's a podcast about survival, desire, and kinship. It's about the places where we crash and flow into each other. It's about how and what we resist and submit to. I hope that you enjoy our offerings. Interesting word. It's an inuktitut, but we don't use it that often. I'm going to talk about the three meanings of katinik, like when when people meet, um, just at um, at the point of meeting or during. The, the during the meeting process, it can't be called katinik. We just say katimayut. They have a meeting. Okay, that's a word related. Yes. More commonly used, katinik is a gathering. So it speaks more of a gathering. Um, a less formalized gathering than a meeting, but that's what Ketanik is, a gathering of people. That's one meaning. Yeah. There's also another thing called Ketanik. It's, it's called a confluence. Confluence as in um, when one river meets with another river and then together they form um, a bigger river. That's a katinik, just at the convergence of these two rivers. Yes. So that's um, why it's interesting. Um, it's an interesting idea because two waters become one. Yes, it's yeah, beautiful. That. Yes, and the third, um, word for Katinik that Inuit hardly use is like when you, especially when you're out at sea, like just like hunting out at sea, you can clearly see, even even if you're just at shore or on a hill where you have good panoramic vision, far, far away you can see the convergence of sky and sea. It doesn't have to be sea, it could be land, but there's... It, it's so far away that it works together that you can almost 
you can mostly not tell the con the difference between sea and sky. They just seem to blur together. That border is called Katinik, the convergence, where sky meets earth. Yeah, that reminds me of seal hunting when the water's so flat and you're on the water and the water's like a mirror and then the sky and the water meet and it's you can't tell the difference. Right, so in that way that's what cutting it means. It means two two elements of earth seem to become one. Like, that's really a cool idea. Um, where are we, baby? Yep. The Kwapodi River. River peace. Submit. Resist. River peace. Submit. Resist. Asenayak, this is for you with so much love for River Peace from Siku. Submit. Fast moving current carrying you. You have agreed, but still have strength of will as you cutely peek to see what's ahead, ensuring you are safe to relax into the flow. Resist. Once you were carried out of frame, I noticed the wind, blowing in the opposite direction. Then you returned, laboring against the current. I see strength and hardship, vulnerability, determination, as you carve your path forward, struggling at first then in sync with the graceful, steady movement of the wind.
My name is Asinayak, and today I'm sitting down with my father, Joby Retaltuk, to share a story about a fishing journey that we went on together. During the time we were in Inukchuak filming for my father's film, Timuti, we had an afternoon off and we were very excited to go on a fishing trip just um, about an hour 45 minutes out of town I remember driving with my father on the Honda and as we were driving he would see far away a snowy owl or he would just be spotting lots of things and I was in amazement as we I was in amazement as to the beauty and vastness and all of the life that's in our land as we were driving to our fishing spot and we'll tell you the rest of the story together Sinayak and Joby telling the story of fishing. Yeah, we were at Inukjuak at the time. Yes, we were filming for your film, Timuti. Oh yes, yes. And it was just on, a, on our day off. Um, we decided to go fishing upriver. Um, Inukjuak is... Um, it's a big river. It's fast moving. Uh, and we decided to go up river because, you know, there's, there's a better chance of getting fish up there. And of course, um, it's always like, you know, people fish that river so much. So we, in there, we didn't catch anything. No. Um, I've hardly ever caught any fish. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But it was exciting because we had some time off and we had to drive on the ATV quite a way out. Yes. Um, we would try one spot and then another, you know, just along the river, f just find a suitable fishing place. And um, sometimes if the, the fish are there and they just don't bite, that, you know, they have to have like their Sunday or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, I remember that time, um, we, it was just two of us. Yes. Um, uh, it seems like just two of us all along that river. Other other people are at lakes or at, at fishing camps or picking berries. That's very true because when I think about it now, I can't remember really seeing anyone else on that road. Yeah, so it just seems like there's only two of us and we're just like 
trying to get lucky and didn't get lucky at all. No. And um, I had my fishing rod, yeah. which has the rod and the reel. Spin, yeah, the reel is separate and then you attach it together. Right. I think it's supposed to make it easier for transportation. Yeah. In a way, we're, we're just, you know, um, at one point we're like quite far apart. I'm on one section and you kind of wander down, down along the river bank, and I'm kind of going upward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, as I'm just fishing, I hear you. You're calling me. Um, and uh, I wonder why I thought she, maybe she finally got a fish. <laughs> that would have been a lot more lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then I see you, you're clinging onto the rock. Yeah, because when I was fishing, the reel came off of my stick and um, I had to retrieve it and I was standing on the top of a rock and looking down and I could see where the rock was wet from the water. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I'm going to reach for my reel, but I'm not going to step on the wetness so that I won't fall in. Mm -hmm. um, but somehow I just reached just too far and I fell in. And I was just clinging to the rock with all of my strength. Yeah. And you're, because it's a river, it's a fast moving current. Yes. Which can sweep you away. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt I was there and my feet were getting cold and from being in the water and you were all the way around and I was just my only thing my little arms keeping me up yeah. and I remember thinking like how am I gonna get out of this situation it seems like the inev inevitability is that I'll fall in and I'll get swept up in that current and who knows what will happen then so I was yelling hoping you can be my hero and just holding on and I felt it wasn't possible you know it's like it's impossible to let go but it's impossible to change my position that's how it felt uh-huh and finally I hear you call and when I, ha I look I look for you and then I see you you cling to the rock and um, it's like, you know, um, it's like meter, it's like meters, few hundred meters away on rough land. And then I begin, uh, you know, I've tossed my fishing rod and I began to chase for you. Um, I'm, I'm running, uh, but I'm going slowly. Because, you know, at that time I was a bit 
fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I was not running fast. I was like, you know, it felt like I was running so slow. It really felt like like I'm barely moving because my mind is in a rush, but my body is so slow. And as I'm uh, as my mind is going so fast, I'm also praying in my mind as I'm trying to reach you, and then I go out of breath. I, sl I slow down a bit. Um, and somehow, somehow you pull self, you pull yourself out. And um, at just as I got there, I didn't even have to help you. I don't know how, but it was the only option. I think I looked over to you and I felt you were slow motion running, but I know it was fast. It felt like, so everything felt like it took so yeah. long time and uh, felt like I had been hanging there forever. And somehow I found the strength and I got out. Yeah, and I finally reached you and um, you're cold, you're trembling. Not just from cold, but from, from the scare. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think I can remember that. I didn't remember it until you said it. But the feeling of um like all of your bones being cold that's how it felt. Yeah. And then uh then ironing out your socks. Your feet are cold. You're cold all over, right? Yeah. But then, yes. even though it's summer, you're cold all over because the river is so cold. Um, and you're crying, yes, because it's scary. Probably, because it seemed like... Um, and you're cold. Yeah, I felt so stuck yeah. and it was very scary. Mm-hmm. So we get it there and we walk back to the ATV the we're on a Honda. The, in Inuktiv we just call them Honda, ATV. Also in vehicle. And um anyway I get on and you know start the machine get on and what happened do you remember yeah well first of all you put you had these like little booties made of neoprene that you would that are for like kayaking or something and mm. you put them on my feet to keep them warm Oh, yeah. And um, then it was pretty annoying, but I know it was for a good reason. <laughs> but you kept making me get off to um, jump around and move my body. Yeah. 
So I start I start the ATV and before before you can get on, or maybe along the way. I think both. Yeah, I think both times I make you run. Um, I'm just like you know. On the ATV, you're behind me. I make you try and catch me. For me, it felt like uh, I felt mean for doing that. But I knew what I knew what I, why I was doing it. It was to make you feel warm, you know, to get your your blood pumping in your system so that you would you would be producing body heat and you wouldn't um, die on me of hypothermia. Yeah. And that's why I did it. Yeah, I think it felt like the last thing I want to do right now is have to run <laughs> or move. I just want to like get back to the hotel and yeah, get and warm. Then, <laughs> even then, I would pause a bit. Yeah, you would almost catch me. <laughs> I would accelerate a little bit more, just a few times, yeah. you know, just to be sure that um, you you. You had, uh, your pump, you you're pumping your blood. Yeah. That's what it was for, um, and then we went all the way home. I would ask you once in a while if you were really cold. Yes. Yeah, and I think maybe once or twice I got off to jump again. Yeah, because. Up north, people die of hypothermia, even in the middle of summer. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think we were quite far out, and it was a beautiful drive out to the <laughs> fishing yeah. spot, and it was a long, bumpy ride back into town. <laughs> Every turn... Everything was long. <laughs> yeah, so that's a great fishing story. Yes, that was. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad uh, um, that we lived to tell the story. Yes, absolutely. That's mm -hmm. When I think back on it, then I definitely felt like I almost died. And then looking back on it, I would think, was that water really? Because I, I was next to a kind of uh, where the water gets faster and goes down. Like, yeah. not quite a rapid, but almost. Yeah. And I kept thinking, like, I would have died right there. But looking on it and thinking of the spot i think maybe that was a bit dramatic but overall being in the cold water and far out from town that yeah. is scary but it was a, a steepish part of the river yeah like you know um it's along the river and because it's a river you know there's 
parts that are steeper mm -hmm. and deeper into the river. Yeah. And parts of it are like small, very small bays, which has more pebbles and uh, maybe even sand. Yeah. But you were in, in the part where it's just outcrop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So yeah. that was our fishing. Yeah, I remember being scared. It was... Uh, yeah. But thanks for making it. Yep. Tema. <laughs> yeah. When Veins Meet Like Rivers is hosted and recorded by Asanayak, Dana Danger, and Kite. Additional guests on this episode include Siku, Alulu, and Joby Witalaktuk. Our intro and outro song is an original score produced by Kite. Podcast art by Asanayak. This podcast is presented by Plugin Institute of Contemporary Art. You can find a link to the plugin website in our show notes. We are produced by Collective Broadcast Co., an artist-run collective specializing in tech and live stream solutions. You can find the link to their website in our show notes. Special thanks to Amalkovic, the Nunavik Arts Secretariat, who commissioned the work River Peace, Raukokore edition, to James Waititi, Tefano Apanui, Carol Rowan, Nalaturuk, and Yepiti Vitaliktuk. This episode is supported by Plug-in ICA's generous donors, including the Director's Circle, Canada Council for the Arts, the Manitoba Arts Council, the Winnipeg Arts Council, and MB150. It's a great day to be Indigenous. Bama peace.